0: Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one absolutely no one except these dudes walking down memory lane now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next It's a podcast where two is greater than three especially when one is gallivanting across the country it's guys of a certain age Robbie couplence in studio alongside Jay Reed hello Jay Reed how are you I'm pretty good pretty good well one how day about may, Steph? well I'm doing okay one day maybe art will take us on his uh, various journeys across America
1: well I mean and you do I mean we art and I didn't get, didn't get to go to the sphere uh, you and I didn't get to go to Charleston. Yeah, so, and I don't go to any cool places.
0: I may be going back to Vegas. That's to be determined here in the okay. next probably four hours, and then uh, I've got a Chicago trip coming up, so which nice. will be fun. Well, it'll be fun for me, but not necessarily for my wife. So, but uh, well, I, I have a uh,
1: Youngsville, North Carolina, is coming up, and then Gatlinburg. So, kind of didn't. I don't know. It'll be great trips, but the destinations I've. You know, or not new. How about we leave it like that? What's in Youngstown? Youngsville is where my son lives. Oh, gotcha. He's graduating from seminary in just a few weeks. All right. There you go. So, any cool food places? There are actually quite a few. There's, uh, we went to a Chicken and Waffles place in Durham last time that was really good. And uh, I've got my eyes set on a a soul food restaurant, Mama Dips, in uh, Chapel Hill. I met the, one of the proprietors of that a few weeks ago, and I'm excited about that. So yeah, there's there's tons of food around there, yeah. tons of food around there, tons of good food around. Okay, because there. yeah. there's tons of food everywhere. That's but. true. Yeah, there's a lot of good places because you got Raleigh, Chapel Hill, Cary, Durham. I mean, there's it's the the Research Triangle, all there. A lot of big cities and a lot of a lot of good food. Ashley Christensen's there. Yeah, it's good stuff. Who's there? Ashley Christensen. Who's that? She is a chef of quite. Uh, Renowned. That didn't that sentence didn't make much sense, but she is a renowned Southern chef in the area. She's got several different restaurants. Okay, cool. Um, nice person, good chef, all around, you good re- experience. You really are a food
0: fanboy, aren't you? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't try to hide that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you would you would leave everything if you could be a professional food critic. You'd you'd stop everything.
1: I would definitely give it a go, but you're right about the fanboy thing. I get more nervous. Like if I saw, just say I saw, um, what's his name? We're going to talk about Star Trek later. The guy that plays Pike, um, Anson it? Mount. Anson Mount. If I saw Anson Mount, I would be excited. I might be a little nervous, but when I go to meetings, food things, and I see chefs and and food writers that I know, I just I get I get goofy. <laughs> So I go total fanboy. I say things that I think maybe shouldn't have said that, not because they were wrong or whatever, just because it makes me, you know, look fanboy. But yeah, I love it. Uh, are you a Wolfgang Puck fan? I know who he is. I don't know that I'm a fan. I never really yeah. watched him. And yeah, you know, he's one of he's the uh, familiar to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, but Southern chefs, I know better yeah. probably than the you know, aside from names. Yeah, sure.
0: Well, let's jump into some geeks of the week. Um, one of my geeks is going to be a little food related, but what right. uh, what have you got in your massive list of stuffs?
1: Well, I saw this the other day. I didn't expect it, um, but there's another Ghostbusters movie coming out, and it is called. I should have pulled it up, but it's called the uh, Frozen something Frozen. Let me let me get it up because I didn't uh, didn't. We jumped right into this recording super fast today. Frozen Um, Empire? Frozen Empire, yep. So that's all I need to to know. Frozen Empire. And I can't, from the credits, it looks sort of like a mix, like it might be a little more serious. But it's still got Dan Aykroyd. It's got Paul Rudd, who I guess is the new Ghostbusters guy. Um, And then another actor that I, gosh, Oswald. um, Patton Oswald? Patton Oswald, yes. Yes. So it, it looks like a fun cast. It's got some kids in it. I think it'll be good. I, but I realized just the other day that I hadn't seen the most recent one that came out that we were, you know, yeah,
0: you know. the original Ghostbusters was the last one I saw. I had never saw two or there was a Ghostbusters three, right, with the original so, cast. Yeah, and then you had the
1: the um, reboot. Yeah, with Melissa McCarty and and those. And you had another Ghostbusters. That was. There was one in between. There was one right before this that was kind of up amongst COVID and yeah, all and that. it was the original. It picked up where the original storyline left off. So, yeah. so uh, at least they got the thread of. I mean, Aykroyd's still involved. He's the, I guess, the common thread. So, I, I'm, I'm gonna try to watch the one that's already out soon, yeah. and then uh, catch the other one when it comes out.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching the trailer even as you speak, and it looks like it's a combination of Ghostbusters and The Day After Tomorrow. It did have that sort of vibe, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, with frozen things, and it's got uh, what's his face from Stranger Things, um, Wolfgang, in his name.
1: <laughs> You're asking. I'm having. I'm struggling with names today already. Yeah, and I didn't so finish Stranger uh, Things. So you didn't finish Stranger Things? No, just the first season.
0: Wow, you're missing out on good stuff. I'm so behind in so many things. But I did catch yeah. up
1: on one thing, which we'll discuss. We'll talk
0: that in a little bit. So, yeah, this looks pretty fascinating. I probably won't watch it, but it still looks fascinating.
1: So, well, I don't know that I'll go to the theater to see it. So, maybe a year before I actually see it. But, yeah.
0: We'll but, see what it shows up on. Uh, so, a new Ghostbusters, that's kind of, uh, hmm. Wow. How many times? Can I mean, we... who'd have
1: thought that would be still going after all?
0: Well, this h- time. how many times can you go back to the well? I guess is the question. We'll soon know. Yeah, so it's a coming soon, so we don't know when it's coming out. So, but it's going to be soon, whenever it is coming out. <laughs> so, anyway, um, well, cool beans. Anything else on your in your geek uh, corner?
1: Well, the the only other thing that I thought we should mention, if it's not your geek, is that it appears the actor strike is yeah over.
0: I think over as of midnight last night, as we record. Okay. So. Yeah, finally. So folks who actually do a lot of work that have nothing to do with actors or writers can put their lives back together.
1: You know, I thought about that. I mean, how many other people it affected. A tremendous amount of people. And do know. they have their own guilds and are they going to benefit from this at all?
0: Mm, they might be a guild member, but no. Oh, they're not they're not a guild member. It's a union, mm-hmm. you know. Um no, probably won't. And those people, those below the line people have been um basically without work for six to eight months. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I I've kinda gotten tired of the oh actors are unfairly treated thing. Um, you know, when you work as a production assistant on a set that's supposed to go ten hours that pushes to twelve or fourteen and you don't get any overtime. You don't get a sleep allowance or anything like that. It's like, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy. So, um, there's a lot of craft people from, from camera operators to sound people to, uh, craft services, production assistants. A lot of people who've depended upon these two guilds or three guilds. Cause we're talking about the motion pictures, producers, the, mm-hmm. you know, the guild that has been struck against, um, a lot of people have lost a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And That's there is, fair. well, and there's probably going to be a drain of people away who've gotten other jobs that, whether they're working at a Starbucks or somewhere else, that are actually providing for their families. Mm-hmm. And they may not enter back into the production field. And I can't blame them. Yeah, that.
1: same thing kind of happened You know, when COVID hit people didn't go to work and ended up working for themselves or finding other things and didn't go back. And so there's a lot of, I mean, as an employer yourself, there's a lot of of shortages. We have the same number of people pretty much, but uh, for some reason we can't fill all the positions because people have moved on. Uh, that's a
0: whole different story for a different Certainly, time. Certainly, yeah, so, for sure. Um, I'm going to jump into my geek, which I think is pretty fascinating. So, Star Trek: Enterprise was the last of the broadcast Star Trek series to to drop, and it's it's close to 20 years old at this point. So it it happened after um, after Voyager. It happened after. Deep Space Nine in the Next Generation, and uh, Enterprise went back to the first Starship Enterprise before Starfleet was formed. Before, well, it was a pseudo Starfleet, but before the Federation of planets, and uh, it was a pretty good show. Um, I I enjoyed it. Um, It got uh, it it got raised pretty bad by star trek
1: fans at times you said it was the last broadcast show that's right meaning like on a network
0: yeah it was syndicated out so it was on i don't know if upn was still going united paramount network at that point um because when upn launched as the fifth broadcast network and this would have been somewhere around 95 uh, they used Star Trek Voyager as the show to launch the network because there was a big fandom of Star Trek at that point. Um, but I believe it was on, it was syndicated to broadcast television as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but the point being um, Enterprise ran for four seasons um, and it's gotten a lot more love recently Um and there's speculation and we may see some Enterprise characters show up in Strange New Worlds okay. uh, as Strange New Worlds goes forward because this takes place, Strange New Worlds takes place 100 years or so after the events of Enterprise. Anyway, 20 years ago, uh, there was an episode called Shuttle Pod 1, and uh, Connor Connor Trenier and Dominic Keating um, were the two primaries in that Um, Connor was the uh, chief engineer and Dominic... uh, No, Connor was the first officer pilot and, and Dominic was the engineer... And it was basically a a bottle episode. It took place in a shuttle pod. One of the critically acclaimed episodes from Star Trek uh, Enterprise. And uh, it kind of cemented their chemistry as friends. And they became really close friends as real people Mm -hmm. because they worked so close on this episode. Anyway, those two cats uh, launched a uh, podcast last year called shuttle pod the shuttle pod show and so what i thought and i've not listened to an episode but uh it could be a lot of fun um anyway it the they did a table read of shuttle pod one on their podcast which is uh which would be a lot of fun it'd be fun to watch the episode and then do the table read and um so anyway it um that has dropped you can find that uh Actually, hmm, I'm looking at this. So, the Shuttle Pod 1, they recorded the episode back, yeah, in early 22. But today, as we record, is the 20th anniversary of the episode. Okay. Um, anyway, they have re-released that episode of Shuttle Pod 1. And I think I'm going to watch the episode on Paramount and then go listen okay. to it.
1: So it's so, on Paramount Plus?
0: Yeah. Enterprise is on Paramount Plus. The podcast is wherever you get any typical podcast from. But uh, Shuttle Pod One, these two cats who are, you know, pretty prominent on the show are kind of reliving, rewatching. And so if you enjoy Star Trek Enterprise, you should hit up uh, the Shuttle
1: Pod One. So do you know if their podcast is. Entirely about Star Trek,
0: yeah. I believe it. I believe it is. I believe it's uh, Star Trek, it's it's Star Trek themed, not just Enterprise, because they're in you know, they're pretty prominent in the Star Trek universe, so they've got access to to people both from the show and from their show and from others. So, but doing a live table read of one of their, their episodes, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that is so. I mean, you know. You may not like the idea of a table read. Have you ever done a table read for anything, Jack? I have not. I wonder if I wonder how many table reads Art's done with his, uh, you know, prolific community theater career. I'm sure he's done a few. Yeah, table reads are pretty interesting because it's really the the point where actors get to interact with their castmates, bring a bit of drama to it. You get to, for writers, you get to see, or hear rather, does the dialogue work? Does does the banter work? It gives the director ideas of how to to direct the actors for Mm -hmm. dynamic, for content. Um, So table reads are a lot of fun. I've seen, Uh, Bits and pieces through the years of Doctor Who table reads, uh, West Wing table reads. But apparently table reads aren't that big of a deal anymore. In the interest of, of getting TV shows and streaming shows cutting out the door, there's not a lot of shows that do table
1: reads. I feel like I saw a part of one when the last Star Wars trilogy came when yeah. Harrison Ford and, and others came back. I, I remember seeing a picture, maybe even hearing a little bit yeah. a, about it. So that I don't know that I really knew there, it was a thing much before that.
0: Well, I think uh, table reads are, you know, just for the big glamours. Mm. So okay. then, there's folks like us, I guess.
1: So we do a table read every week. Uh, we do
0: a table ramble. script. We do a table ramble. <laughs> table as well. ramble, I like that. We do a table ramble. There's let's syndicate you know, that. Uh, let's copyright that. Word. Yeah, a table ramble. That should be our. Should be our. Our podcast without art is a table. Yeah. Ramble hashtag table ramble table ramble man i may have to go secure that domain (laughs) there you go that's pretty fun so all right we're gonna head into the break we're gonna talk star trek strange new worlds jay has finally seen it then he's got some potpourri in his magical notebook of doom up next we're back so is jay with uh two notebooks a regular book some Cards? No, that's just that's just cards, right? I mean,
1: that's not another notebook. Yeah, pick one. And I'm gonna see if I can guess it. Oh
0: man, good grief! You always bring so much stuff. So, I brought
1: too much. Some of this has nothing to do with the podcast. It's just my my daily list of to do things. Yeah.
0: Have you ever tried an electronic list uh, they manager? Don't they don't work. They don't work for you. <laughs> well, so I mean, so you need the you need to be able to write down. I like scribble. Paper. I,
1: ha- I do use some electronic media for some things, but just on a day to day, I like to be able to cross it off with my,
0: see, I use rocket pen. I, uh, I like rocket books for the exact reason because I can write it. Then I can scan it, saves a PDF to my Hmm. Dropbox and then I can erase it and start over. Okay. Yeah. Rocket books are really cool. Now you've got to have a specific type of pen. It's an erasable pen. Okay. That works on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, rocket books are cool. I've heard of that, actually. Yeah, I think it was a geek one time. Might have been. I've been using rocket boats for six, seven, eight years, something like that. Oh, wow. They predate the podcast. So, um, all right, Jay, I'm going to welcome you to the world of those of us who watch Strange New Worlds. So, it's the Strange Jay World with Star Trek watching behind you. So, Finally. Um, had you, so what have you watched? You watched both seasons so watch, far? Watched both seasons,
1: yeah. I finished, like, the last episode last night. All right, so general impressions. Uh, overall, I mean, I, I, you have some of that, you know, recent factor. Recency bias. Recency bias. I knew there was a word. Um, but I'm going to c- go out on a limb and say I'm liking this one more than even, you know, what I've seen Marvel and Star Wars as far as streaming series go. Really? Yeah, I really, I, I really liked it. it. It may be my favorite Star Trek. Yeah, and see, and I haven't watched all the other Star Treks. I watched the original when I was growing up, but I didn't, and I've just watched bits and pieces of the other. So this is the first one that I've watched, gosh, straight through probably ever. Um, I, I don't know, who, who knows how many episodes I watched of the original series when it was going on. But, and I was a big fan then, but that in that day, you watched it when it came on, and if you could. And now, obviously, you can sit down and... and binge or you know keep up with what you've seen and all that so um this may be the first full star wars series i've ever watched star trek star gosh (laughs) delete uh first star trek i've seen from beginning to end and i thought it was great i mean in for a lot of reasons um i think
0: the the writing is really tight um it's a lot of fun the um the cast is fabulous Mm -hmm. um I, you know, art is very, very fond of the original show. Like I'm really fond of, um, classic doctor who, Mm -hmm. which if you don't have the affection for it, um, the, the warts show pretty, Mm -hmm. you know, they're pretty, pretty prevalent. Um, and so I know that, that art really, really likes the original series and it was groundbreaking and there was some great stuff Mm -hmm. there. Um, but man, and I'm and I'm a Next Generation fan. I really enjoyed, it, especially seasons three through six, mm-hmm. seven of Next Generation. I'm just having a hard time putting anything above Strange New Worlds because of the cast chemistry, because of the effects are modern, mm-hmm. updated, yeah, yeah, um,
1: and it just it's fun. Well, it, and I think that's what all those things: the good writing, the cast, and the the fun side of it they've been able to package that together in, in a, in an amazing way. So you don't feel like you're watching a comedy, but there's, there's laughs and you don't feel like you're watching a cooking show, but there's food. I mean, that's maybe a stretch, but I noticed those things when Captain Pike is in his apron and is in his, you know, room and cooking and talking about the, some certain basil that, that the doctor gives him, uh, or parsley maybe yeah a certain kind of parsley and he says be careful don't use too much it's toxic it was, oh it needs a touch you know that kind of stuff um it, it was just a good range yeah um you know without taking it too far over the top funny um and you have some super serious stuff i mean gosh that the last episode the cliffhanger and all that just his face <laughs> it just stuff's like yeah uh, and I, I i didn't realize it was going to be a cliffhanger till a, a couple minutes before i'm like there this is way too much building up for 2 minutes to be left <laughs> in this
0: episode so there was um probably one of the greatest cliffhangers of all television shows was uh it was star trek season 3 the final episode of of that season where they end up fighting the borg picard gets assimilated by the borg And he's attacking the Federation. And, you know, Picard in his board outfit looks into the, you know, camera, which is on the, the bridge of the Enterprise saying, you know, resistance is futile, number one. And it's like, oh crap! What have you done? And they cut to black to be uh-huh. continued. So best of both worlds, part one. Then part two was great, and that's that's what kicked off the season. I think that kicked off obviously season four, and I think that's where Star Trek: Next Generation became its own thing. And um, this Gorn cliffhanger uh-huh. is pretty pretty fascinating. One of the things that that they have, I want to see how they paint get themselves out of the Painted Corner they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Art could address this a little bit, but in the original series, Kirk encounters a Gorn for the first time. Mm. So the original series takes place temporarily after Strange New Worlds. And so they've never seen a adult Gorn. So how how does that reconcile with canon? Mm-hmm. So um, that's going to be pretty fascinating.
1: Yeah. So. I One of the things I really liked, and of course, this was... I, y'all had told me about the musical episode. And yeah. Played me a clip. Um, and I, I realized when when I watched that one, I went back and like, what are other musical episodes and non-musicals? And apparently there's there's been a lot more. I've seen a few. Yeah. Um, um more, There was more out there than I realized. But number one, I love the music. I just thought it was incredibly well done. Yes. And they also brought it into the story in a way that didn't make it sound too silly i mean yes. you could see they were having fun yeah and that it wasn't you know a typical kind of a thing but they gave it a reason and the music was terrific yeah and i even wondered i i'm thinking they probably it wasn't like uh Les Mis when they you know, like sang live but because i nurse chapel especially i was like she's not singing that but then when I looked it up, everybody pretty much sang their own stuff, and the yeah. amazing voices. I mean, crazy good. Yeah. So that was a that was one of my favorites. The one where they brought in the lower decks characters. Yeah. yeah. When I when I saw that, I thought, okay, well, they've talked about this. I'm not surprised by this, but how are they going to handle this? Uh, and I thought they handled it really well. They Brilliantly. Didn't, they didn't try to explain away the cartoon. It yeah. was just there, and the Mister. What's his name? Quaid and the yeah. the other actress that was working yeah. with him. I just thought they did a terrific job of kind of. They were doing fanboy. Um, oh yeah, uh, and they you know that was part of the whole plot. But um, I thought just they just did a great job of blending that. And you you're like oh, okay, now that's that's a cartoon. But I think if they had tried to explain that away, it would have taken away from it. Yeah, they just you know, it, they, they became live. When they yeah. went through that portal, and all of a sudden, and I know it was great. Yeah. So that that's just two episodes that I thought kind of represent the whole series. Yeah. Of how they took things that you know were just fun little crossovers or whatever, and but made them work. What do you think about Ethan Peck as start as uh, Spock? <clears throat> I really thought he did a good job of being himself while at the same time reflecting Nimoy's character. Yeah. So he didn't, he didn't go too far off, um, to make you think, well, this is not really Spock, but he was enough of himself in the modern enterprise or whatever to, um, to be his own character as well. It, I I think, you know, you had Zachary
0: Quinto and the, um, Kelvin Timeline rebooted um JJ Abrams movies Mm -hmm. to play Spock. And I thought he did good. Ethan Peck is just, I think, phenomenal as um as Spock. And I think he captures he comes closer to the feel of of what Leonard Nimoy had Mm -hmm. than maybe Quinto did. Um it's interesting the take on a variety of the characters. Jess Bush as Nurse Chapel, that was the. Um,
1: and I wasn't familiar with her from the original one.
0: So she was played by Major Barrett, who was, um, um, Dean Roddenberry's wife. That's right, and she was also the voice of the computer. Right. Um, so I love what they've done with with her. Um, you know, the character I would call her a
1: pivotal character. Oh, she absolutely because is. of her relationship with Spock. Because of her, I mean, she's in. I mean, all of them are in every episode, but she is a major player.
0: Celia Gooding is doing an amazing job as Mm Uhura, as a Mm -hmm. young Uhura. And, um, I mean, just... uh, Everybody's great. Everybody's great. Uh, I love Ortegas, uh, Melissa Navia. Yes, yes. And, you know, and Anson Mount, I'm a big Anson Mount fan, and he may be my favorite Star Trek captain. Mm. I mean, he's just he's fun, he's serious, he's got that leadership quality to him. Of course we're talking about
1: And he's a little renegade.
0: He too. he's a little renegade. What about Paul Wesley as uh, Captain Kirk? Well, at some point Captain
1: Kirk. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I I enjoy his character. He's definitely got that you know, it's hard for me to envision him becoming William Shatner in a way, but but uh he does seem to have that, you know, that little spark of whatever Kirk has, you know, whatever you call it. Yeah. Now the brother, I don't know much about his character. Um, He, he
0: he shows up in one, if I remember correctly, he showed up in one episode of the original series. It was played by Shatner with a mustache on.
1: (laughs) I think I read that somewhere.
0: And so, uh, having, uh, Sam Kirk with a mustache on, and he does look like Paul Wesley. It's Dan Jeanette, Jeanette. I can't pronounce his name. Um, who, um, is you know it does resemble paul wesley in real mm. life yeah so it's pretty funny so um did you find that you could jump into this thing without having to know a ton of backstory
1: yeah I, I mean i like i said i i only knew i mean i've learned a lot from listening to y'all talk about the different series along the way and i watched the other one as a child i've got figurines and a I've of got. A, I've do. got an enterprise place. They're not figuring,
0: figurines. They're action figures.
1: Action figures. I have action figures, and I have a a set with a where I can beam people up and down or around, and uh, so I was definitely a fan. So it. I think it's. It did help for me to know who the characters were for the most part. I mean, obviously Laan and and a few of the others are are new, but having that Uhura and Spock and, gosh, I loved scotty Come yeah in. yeah <laughs> so and and another one of my favorites is in I uh, i can't remember her actress's name but the one who plays the engineer in the second season that was in the, the she's a, a liddite or um, oh um uh carol kane okay, yeah, yeah she's like a thousand years old or whatever yeah. and uh she's hilarious yeah she's great she absolutely is. I mean, she. I don't know what the if she's if that's a character they brought in new or if somebody that's in canon or not. But I'm not familiar with her to be honest with you. So, um, you know, I think she's brand new. Yeah, and Hemmer. Hammer was was I loved really Himmer. cool. And I I was reading that Himmer the guy who played Hemmer played the primary Klingon in the music episode in the bad boy. Uh-huh. Yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so yeah, I mean that that. I can't think of anybody I don't like yeah, really I mean in in all that.
0: So are you interested in watching say Lower Decks or you know other Star Trek pieces because of what they've done?
1: I might watch some Lower Decks. I don't know that I'm going to jump into that full feet. Yeah. Um but I, I I'd give it a go. Yeah, I'd definitely give yeah. it a go.
0: Yeah. I would uh I would avoid probably uh Discovery because it can't figure out what it wants to be. And, um, I was pretty disappointed with it, but season one and two were okay. Season three re- was really good. Okay. And there's, um, you know, there seems to be talk of a star Trek legacy spinoff with, uh, seven of nine being captain of the enterprise and, and, um, a few other characters coming back in. So, but okay. yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: And when does season three, it's already on my IMDb, but it doesn't have any dates. Yeah. 2024.
0: I would think that now that act, the writers have been probably writing since they got, Mm -hmm. you know, back to work, it would probably not go into production until early next year. I would think that's a bummer. Yeah. It's a big bummer. So, um, we're going to start filling the entertainment gap, um, probably in six months or so of stuff that, should have been written and shot mm-hmm. and ready to roll out in early or mid 2020 maybe we can
1: have some more episodes of me catching up to things that I haven't had time to watch because there won't be as much new yeah coming out i think i'm about a week behind in loki right now even that's just once a week so yeah yeah
0: so all right that'll do us this time maybe art will find his way back to us maybe not stay tuned find out we'll see you next time around